Hello again, and welcome to the technology takeover of the Ministry to Parents podcast. I'm your host, Tony Bianco from FamilyTechnologyPlan.com. Thank you again for joining me for another week of Technology Takeover of the Ministry to Parents podcast. Uh, If you missed us last week, we talked about three ways to balance screen time in the summer. And so I want to encourage you, if you missed it, go back and take a look and take a listen at that. It was an incredible time for us to, uh, to, to look at some ways that we can prepare for summer. But now that we are in summer um, and we are getting a kind of a huge uh, a time with families when it comes to summer camps, when it comes to mission trips and other fun events, ministry leaders out there are looking to connect with moms and dads, with students, with kids, with families. And I'm a student minister in Houston, Texas. And so I understand the huge importance and the need to have great connection and communication to your uh, to your families. And so one of the, the ways that we've certainly learned this uh, over this last year because of quarantining and COVID and in-person and Zoom and all these things is that technology is one of those areas that, um, that we need to grow in. At least I learned that I needed to grow in uh, when it came to uh, being a ministry leader. And so uh, today we are going to be looking at what it looks like to make the most of technology in your ministry. Um, If you are new to ministry, if you've been in ministry a long time, uh, these are going to be some things that that I have found extremely uh, beneficial. I've found uh, to be super helpful in my own ministry, but also um, really helpful, I think, for a lot of ministry, no matter if you're in student ministry, kids ministry, family ministry, or just uh, in in a parachurch ministry somewhere. And so I feel like these things would be fantastic uh, tips, tricks, tools, ways for you to engage uh, people to your ministry. And so uh, the first one is this, and it's going to sound like a no-brainer, but it's one that we've all got to get better at, and that is social media. Social media. Now, here's the thing. Um, We have to know where our people are when it comes to social media. What do I mean by that? Well, I mean that if you are trying to connect with teenagers chances are posting content on Facebook is probably not the best place or best way to do that. Why? Because the majority of teenagers are not on Facebook. They are on Instagram. They are on TikTok. They are on Snapchat. They're on all these other platforms. And so knowing your audience when you post to social media is going to be key from the get-go. So as a ministry leader, you need to first identify who your audience is. Um, Know who you want to send a message to. Now, am I saying not to use Facebook? No, I'm not. But I'm saying I wouldn't use Facebook if I'm trying to reach teenagers. Now, if I'm trying to reach parents, I certainly think Facebook is a great place and I probably should be posting content to Facebook. And so knowing your audience, your specific audience. Now, uh, one of the big things that uh, that I learned during during COVID and quarantine season uh, at my church and ministry was that I need to do a better job of using social media for engagement and interaction rather than just event posting. See, if it was just a billboard 
for come and be a part of this thing or come connect to this place, we're missing it. Um, and so as, as a ministry leader myself, I've realized and I've come to learn that I need to broaden my usage of social media to more engagement and more interaction than just event posting. Because event posting happens all over the place, right? You've got your church website, you've got your ministry website, you've got your your newsletter, your bulletin, your different things like this, right? But engaging people and interacting with them is an incredible thing and it's such an easy thing to do in social media. And so using that platform to dialogue, to get feedback, to, um, to, to hear from your audience is key. And so uh, begin thinking about how you're posting and what you're posting. So posting content to elicit response and dialogue is going to help build community within your ministry. Whether you're meeting in person or online, um, if you're looking to gravitate and grow community, social media is where a great audience is a great crowd. So why would we not want to try to gather that in dialogue to build that community strength? So begin seeing your content a little bit differently. Now, when it comes to social media and, and making sure that you are you know, using it appropriately with students, a few things I want to just warn you about, some things you need to be thinking about is be careful about direct messages, okay? You, you As a ministry leader, you never want to direct message um, a student specifically. 18 and under, you do not want to have any type of direct communication um, where it's not either public or a third party is a part of that conversation. That is that is a, a great rule of thumb to not only protect you as the ministry leader, but also to protect you and uh, the student as well. And so it is incredibly important. And so be careful of how we are communicating. Commenting on posts, that's public. That's great. Responding to a story on Instagram, that's a direct message. Okay, and so there, there's there's a little bit of gray there, you know, with with sending an emoji here, but any type of direct communication with a student, I would shy away from for not only your protection but the students as well. Um, and I would encourage you to to share that information with your families that that's what you are doing and that you are putting uh, their safety ahead, and so you're not going to direct message. And so always with group communication, whether that's you and another student communicating to a student, whether that's you and a leader connecting or you and another staff member, whatever that may look like. Um, the other thing is, is if you are using social media in your ministry, and I think you should, um, you need to be clear with your parents about the use of social media. One of the fears that I have always had in ministry is I'm going to use a social media in my ministry and therefore be um, be the example or be the reason a student pushes their parent to have that social media platform. For example, um, our ministry does not have a Snapchat uh, because I feel like there's just 
so many dangers and so many things uh, that can happen with Snapchat that uh, not with our ministry per se, but for a student to even interact with with others on it. And so as a ministry, we choose to not have a Snapchat account because we don't want a student to go to their parent and say, I need Snapchat to connect with the student ministry when we all know that they're going to also communicate with other people, uh, not just the student ministry. And so uh, be uh, clear with your parents about social media and what you're using it for and why you're using it. And along those lines, use uh, use some teaching times, use a use a seminar, use use some discipleship nights where you're actually educating your parents on social media and technology, so that they feel comfortable, um, you know, letting their students interact with you on it. So. Making the most of technology in your ministry, social media is going to be a must. Now, this is obviously going to be more so for student ministry than preschool ministry. However, preschool ministry still interacts with parents. And so a good preschool ministry is going to use Facebook, is going to connect and communicate to their people in a variety of ways. And so I want to encourage you uh, to do that no matter the type of ministry that you're, you're a part of or you represent. All right, the second thing, uh, the way that I believe you can make the most of technology for your ministry right now is a website called Canva. Now, Canva has been around for a while, and some of you may already use this, but let me just tell you, I love Canva, and here's why, is that it is simple and it has an, an easy way uh, to create social media graphics or even graphics to use for newsletters or in your ministry. Um, it's so easy. Now, listen, I have Photoshop and I use Photoshop and I love these types of these, these types of heavy editing programs. But Canva is just easy. It's full of free, um, royalty free graphics and shapes and fonts and just already pre created um, templates for you uh, to use, and it makes your ministry look incredible. And you can customize so many pieces and so many parts of it. There's a free version of it, and there's a paid version for it. Now, I will tell you, uh, when when we got you know quarantined this last year, our ministry decided we're going to just pay for a paid version to have the pro account. And let me tell you, the pro account was fantastic uh, for really one thing alone. Now, there were a lot of reasons, and I'm sure there were even more benefits than this one, but this one was for me. It was the resizing of graphics where you could create one graphic and then magically resize it, the same graphic, to whatever additional size you needed. And when you're posting Instagram stories and Instagram squares or Facebook photos, you want to be able to change things, but you want the graphic, you want the image to stay the same. And sometimes you manually editing it, it's just so frustrating. Uh, and so I want to encourage you uh, if you have the, the funds to jump in on that. And so it, it's so, so easy. And then plus you unlock all these photos and other templates and all these fonts and all these other things. And so uh, what I also love about it is you can upload your own content um, your own graphics into it, so your logo, your branding things, and uh, you're able to access it online on a computer, but also on your mobile device. If you're like me, you're, you're sitting there and you forgot, you're like, oh man, I really should probably have posted something about this. And you can sit there on your own phone and make a graphic very easy and then post it right away. It, it's extremely helpful. And so 
If you're not using Canva or something similar, I want to encourage you to do that because it's a very easy way to make really professional looking graphics. Okay, so we're going to use great graphic software regardless of what it is and canva has nothing to do with this podcast i just personally happen to really enjoy it uh uh, you're gonna use social media things like instagram and facebook and and all these others that that exist out there uh, within your ministry and then the other way of making the most of technology in your ministry is linktree Linktree is something that uh, one of my uh, one of my minister friends in my community shared with me, um, and it has been a game changer for us. One of the incredible things about Linktree is is it allows you to create one singular link that you can share with lots of people, and that one link opens up a web page uh, or even on your mobile device a list of additional links that you want to send people to, whether that's event registrations, your website, social media uh, following, subscribing to your weekly email newsletter, whatever, all of these things. And you can completely customize the way that it looks uh, and all these links and all the order that they sit in on this list. And it is fantastic. Uh, if you've if you've got a ministry Instagram account, you know that you can only drop one URL in your Instagram bio. Um, if you are doing it right, it should be a link tree or something else that does the same thing. Uh, but you put in one link, and then it gives you a way for people to click through a variety of different posts. Uh, there is a free version of Linktree that I have used um, 90% of this last year. Um, it is incredible. It lets you move things around. It lets you um, create all these different links, all this different stuff. It's great. The pro version uh, does allow you to have analytics on your links. So if you want to track how many people are clicking your links and, and all those different types of things, that's really cool. Um, you can also customize your links with font and the way it looks even more so within the free account. Um, and you get to like save all of those like analytics and things like that. So you can kind of see over time where and what people are clicking on. And so, but either way, um, either way, having something like this uh, is super simple for you to communicate to people. Uh, it's better than you dropping a list of links on your website or trying to figure out a way to do that in a, in a bio for social media. Uh, and so I want to encourage you to find some way to make this simple for your people. Um, and then uh, a little bonus tip here for you. If you were with us last week, you got a bonus as well. This week, I've got another bonus for you is that if you do create a link tree or a similar one link uh, to rule them all, (laughs) nerds unite, um, I would encourage you to also turn that link, that specific link, into a QR code. I know, QR codes have made a comeback because of all this you know, paperless menus and ordering and all these different types of things because of COVID. Um, And so you can create a QR code and put that on event posters. You can put that in newsletters. You can print it uh, on a a piece of paper for registrations. Uh, You can even... Um, you can even carry it around or put it even on a cafe table in your space um, or on an event poster that hangs in a hallway, not even in your ministry area. Uh, but that QR code would allow people to connect to all of your links all at once, and it's super clean and simple. Um, and so if you make that 
QR code, your Linktree link or equivalent, um, you're going to be able to continually update and change those links without having to change that QR code. Uh, we're currently using that on a, a summer postcard, a summer events postcard where all of our registrations for all these different summer events are going to live as well as our website, of course. Uh, but for students to be able to quickly pull that up on their device, for moms and dads to see that and pull that up, um, it's going to make things simpler and easy uh, for our people. And so uh, I want to encourage you to do that. We've got a lot of really cool technology things right now uh, that we get to, to use. And if our ministry can wrap our minds around them and use them uh, to further the message of the gospel, to, to help people connect to our ministries, to form community, to, to get the information about your church or ministry that they need, uh, let's do that. And so a lot of simple things, a lot of things to make things simple uh, this week uh, when it comes to making the most of technology in your ministry. So uh, I hope that's been helpful. If you have questions or comments or anything like that, I want to encourage you to reach out to me. Reach out at familytechnologyplan.com. You can contact me there. Um, I would love to, to dialogue with you uh, as we kind of walk through this month of a technology takeover of the Ministry to Parents podcast. So thankful uh, for Jeremy and Elizabeth to give me this opportunity to take over. Uh, if you have questions or would like to partner in ministry, again, please reach out uh, to familytechnologyplan.com. My name is Tony Bianco. And if you have more questions or want to find out more about Ministry to Parents, I would encourage you to go to ministrytoparents.com to find out more today. Thanks so much for joining me. We'll see you next time.